0: The following is a Westminster Seminary, California, morning devotion given by Dr. R. Scott Clark. For more information about this message or about Westminster Seminary, California, visit us online, WSCAL.edu, or call 888-480-8474. Online, WSCAL.edu, or call 888-480-8474. So we're devoting this semester on uh, the Servant Songs in Isaiah. And we're in Isaiah 41, and I've been debating all morning whether to read Isaiah 41, which I feel like I should, but if I do, I won't have any time to to devote. (laughs) So maybe that would be good. That might be the better part of wisdom. I suppose I I should. Um, uh, God's Word from Isaiah 41 in, in the English Standard Version. Listen to me in silence, O coastlands. Let the peoples renew their strength. Let them approach, then let them speak. Let us together uh, draw near for judgment. Who stirred up one from the east whom victory meets at every step? He gives up nations before him so that he tramples kings underfoot. He makes them like dust with his sword, like driven stubble with uh, with his bow. He pursues them and passes on safely. By paths his feet have not trod. Who has performed and done this? Calling the generations from the beginning. I, the Lord, or I, Yahweh, the first and the last, I am he. The coastlands have seen and are afraid. The ends of the earth tremble. They have drawn near and... Come, everyone helps his neighbor and says to his brother, Be strong, the craftsman strengthens the goldsmith, and he who smooths with the hammer him who strikes the anvil, saying of the soldering, It is good. And they strengthen it with nails so that it cannot be moved. But you, Israel, my servant, Jacob, whom I have chosen, the offspring of Abraham, my friend, You whom I took from the ends of the earth and called from its farthest corners, saying to you, you are my servant. I have chosen you and not cast you off. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Behold, all who are incensed against you shall be put to shame and confounded. Those who strive against you shall be as nothing and shall perish Uh, You shall seek those who contend with you, but you shall not find them. Those who war against you shall be as nothing at all. For I, Yahweh your God, hold your right hand. It is I who say to you, fear not. I am the one who helps you. Fear not, you worm, Jacob, you men of Israel. I am the one who helps you, declares Yahweh your Redeemer, is the Holy One of Israel." Behold, I make of you a threshing sledge, new, sharp, and having teeth. You shall thresh the mountains and crush them. You shall make the hills like chaff. You shall winnow them, and the wind shall carry them away, and the tempest shall scatter them, and you shall rejoice in Yahweh. In the Holy One of Israel you shall glory. When the poor and needy seek water, and there is none, and their tongue is parched with thirst, I Yahweh will answer them the God of Israel will not forsake them I will open rivers on the bare heights and the fountains and fountains in the midst of the valleys and I will make the wilderness a pool of water and the dry land springs of water I will put in the wilderness the cedar the acacia the myrtle and the olive and I will set in the desert the cypress the plain and the pine together, that they may see and know and may consider and understand together that the hand of Yahweh has done this, the Holy One of Israel has created it. Set forth your case, says Yahweh. Bring forth your proofs, says the King of Jacob. Let them bring them and tell us what is to happen. Tell us uh, the former things, what they are, that we may consider them that we may know their outcome or declare to us the things to come. Tell us what is to come hereafter, that we may know that you are God's. Do good or do harm, that we may be dismayed and terrified. Behold, you are nothing, and your work is less than nothing. An abomination is he who chooses you. I stirred up one from the north, and he has come from the rising of the sun and he shall call upon my name. He shall trample on rulers as on mortar, as the potter treads clay. Who declared it from the beginning that we might know and beforehand that we might say, he is right. There is none who declared it, none who proclaimed, uh, none who heard your words. I was the first to say to Zion, behold, here they are, and I give to Jerusalem a herald of good news. But when I look, there is no one among these. Uh, There is no counselor uh, who, when I ask, gives an answer. Behold, they are all a delusion, and their works are nothing. Their metal images are empty wind. Well, thus far, the reading of God's word. Uh, And uh, quickly, you probably know this already, but just to refresh your, your memory, Uh, Isaiah served the Lord as his spokesman uh, For perhaps 50 years uh, Middle of the 8th century Into the uh, early part of the 7th century During a time of political, social, military upheaval Uh, This is obviously uh, We're coming to the end of the divided kingdom Judah is being threatened by Babylon uh, Being threatened with exile That's in uh, chapter 39 And, And this is Yahweh's a word to Judah, if you just trace out, uh, and this was a good exercise for me to sit down and, and, and reread Isaiah and just to track um, how, this, uh, how the Lord speaks to his people through Isaiah. And uh, I didn't, it's not in my notes, actually, but the, one of the things that struck me was how much bad news there is in, uh, in Isaiah and how relatively little good news there is. Uh, there's bad news for God's people there are, in a sense bad news There's some good news for the nations, but there's a lot of bad news for the nations. So I took to making stars in my outline whenever there was any good news and the stars only come up occasionally They it come, they start happening a little more frequently when you get into chapters 25 26 and following a little bit more frequently, but but there's a, a lot of bad news. The Lord is prosecuting the nations. He's prosecuting his people. And here he's issued a, a uh, courtroom summons. You can ask Dr. Vandrunit about this. I actually don't know what these words mean. I don't know if anybody knows, but perhaps he knows. But in in the court... There is a, a fellow who says something like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, and all persons having business before the court, and, and every, everybody stands up, and the justices, in the case of the Supreme Court, come in in their robes and they sit, and then everybody else sits. Well, that, uh, this is, in a sense, that kind of summons. A, nobody knows what oh, yeah, oh, yeah means, or I mean, we know the function of it, but where does it come from? last I knew, it was a debated, the etymology was debated. But this is that sort of thing. This is a summons before to appear before Yahweh, and he summons the coastlands, right? Then this just stands for the nations. That's us, basically. We're 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 the uh, coastlands. He, he's summoning the pagans, uh, and uh, thinking about the Assyrians, thinking about the Babylonians, and and uh, others, particularly, I suppose, Babylon. Um, and uh, saying, Listen, you people, um, yes, uh, my people are going to be carried I- into uh, captivity, uh, but don't get cocky. You work for me, is basically uh, given the time constraints. I'm going to boil this down and say the, the, what Yahweh is saying to the nations is, you, you work for me. Don't forget who I am. Uh, I am sovereign over you uh, nations, you goyim, you, you coastlands. Um, uh, and, and the, the other thing that 's really striking that, that you might want to meditate on as you think about this passage today if you if you do uh, is are, are the several times i count you know one two three uh four times at least in in this chapter where uh, yahweh says i yahweh right that 's a very striking uh, I, I, Uh, way of speaking and striking in this context and uh, it's interesting, I went back and looked at at E.J. Young in his work on Isaiah uh, and uh, he he noted in his one of the things that I read, maybe the commentary how he was also struck by this. For example, in verse 4 who has performed and done this calling the generations from the beginning, right? I, Yahweh, and then this really interesting expression that, that comes back again at the end of the passage. The first, right, and the last is, is what it says. Um, and, and I thought, boy, that sounds so familiar. And so I looked in the Septuagint, which will make Dr. Ball happy. And, and, if, and then from the Septuagint, I was led uh, to the, the revelation. That language should sound familiar. Right. This, this is the uh, echoes of this language are found in, in Revelation uh, 2.8 and, tw- and 22.13 at least where uh, Yahweh identifies himself as the first and the last or the alpha and the omega, the, the, the first and the last, the, the coming one, uh, the beginning and the end. This is the same way of speaking. So Yahweh presents himself as he is, the sovereign God who speaks into nothing and make all, makes all that is, who saves his people, who disposes of the nations as he will. Um, so in, in effect, he's saying to his people, listen, bad things are, are, are going to happen um, and uh, you're going to be distressed, but understand who's in charge of all of this. I, Yahweh, the sovereign God, I'm in charge of all of this. And then in the middle uh, part of the chapter, uh, from verses 8 to 20, he speaks to his servant. This is the first time, as far as I can tell, that he addresses uh, Jacob or Israel as his servant, his chavad. Uh, I'm your, you are my servant. The nations work for me, but you work for me. But you only work for me because I chose you uh, unconditionally. You are the nations when I chose you. This is Deuteronomy 7. There was nothing in you that caused me to choose you. You are the, you are just as much the nations when I chose you as the nations are the nations. As the coastlands are the coastlands. But I've entered into a covenant with you and notice the covenant to which he appeals, by the way. It's not Moses. It's not Moses. It's not Moses. It's Abraham. He appeals to Abraham. He appeals not to a covenant that could be understood in some sense as a a legal covenant, but to a covenant that couldn't possibly be understood by anybody who could pay attention to the text of Holy Scripture as anything but an unconditional, gracious covenant. God entered into a covenant with a guy who was asleep and and unable to do anything, and then who himself passed through the pieces in, in the image of the fire. That's a covenant of grace. That's an unconditional covenant as opposed to the somewhat more complicated Mosaic administration of the covenant which we clearly don't have time to get into and again in verses 13 and 14 I Yahweh will help you you worm we don't want to make too much of this but it is a striking expression but again another one of these I Yahweh passages and then again in verse uh, it comes up again in the last part of the passage so the middle part, from 8 to 20, this is his, his gracious promise, and you won't be surprised to find out that, that this whole chapter is a chiasm. You, right? Bad news and, and, and the summons right, to the, to the coastland. Speak up, idolaters and idols. Now, Israel, I'm promising grace and mercy and salvation to you, my, my servant, with whom I entered into a, a gracious, unconditional covenant that you haven't kept, right? And then, and then at the end of the passage, he turns back to the nations. He hasn't forgotten about the nations whom he summoned to trial. And in the last part, verses 21 through 29, so the, the first part is the summons, the second part is, is Yahweh's servant, and the, In the third part of the chapter is Yahweh's sentence. I'm still waiting to hear from you, idols. Hello? Any, any Anything? You, have, you people, have you idols ever known anything? Have you idols ever done anything? Have you idols ever actually put any fear into anyone? Have you idols ever ever heard any prayers? Answered any prayers? Made anything? Saved anyone? The irony here is he tells them to be silent in the beginning and, and in the end he prosecutes them for being silent. Be silent, you coastlands. Oh, that's right. You can't talk. I, verse 27, we have to stop with this, right? I was the first to say, right? I, Yahweh, was the first to say to Zion, behold, here they are, and I give to Jerusalem a herald of good news. What's God saying to you this morning? If you're looking for salvation, and you ought to be, if you're looking for a savior, and you ought to be, you ought to be looking for the servant of Yahweh. And we know Israel, ultimately, Jacob really was a worm, and Jacob was not the servant. But there was a servant, and there was one who came, there was one who spoke, there was one who did, there was one who trampled the nations underfoot and will trample the nations underfoot like paving stones. We have a Savior who hears. We have a servant who is faithful. We have a God who said, I am the first and the last. Who is it in in the Revelation who says, I am the first and the last? I'm the Alpha and the Omega. I'm the coming one. What person of the Holy Trinity says these things in the Revelation? Picking up on this language, I think, from Isaiah. It's the one who, as Joe Young said in his commentary, who became a worm for us. How remarkable is that? You worm, Jacob. God the Son said to his father from all eternity, I will go and be a worm for them. I will be your hevitt. I will be your servant. I will do. I will go. I will obey. And he did come. He did obey. He did trample, even as he was trampled. Be silent, you coastlands. Listen to a God who speaks and to a God who hears and to a God who saves. And all the idols that we love, they're silent. But not Jesus. But not Jesus. He speaks. And he says... Here am I. Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest because I hear you and I love you and I laid down my life for you, and I'm coming again to make it all right. I'm not an idol. Flesh and blood. How remarkable is that? Well, let's give thanks. Lord Jesus, we are grateful that we have a Savior who hears, a Savior who answered the call of the Father, a Savior who is the servant, the Israel of God, who is the priest, who is the temple, who is the Lamb, And who did all that needs to be done We give you thanks this morning That you have delivered us Who by nature and inclination Are given to idols And who were the coastlands Whom Yahweh mocks quite properly here In Isaiah 41 But you didn't leave us in darkness You came for us And as those who have been grafted Into the people of God We give you great thanks. For Jesus' sake, amen. Copyright Westminster Seminary, California, 2019. All rights reserved. You are permitted to reproduce and distribute this material in any format, provided that you do not alter the wording in any way, and do not charge a fee beyond the cost of reproduction. For web posting, a link to this document on our website is preferred.